I'm Dave. And I'm Nancy. And this is Middle-Aged Wisdom. Where we talk about mistakes we've made. Lessons we've learned. And sharing things we think are super cool. So you can get closer to living your best life. Welcome to episode 19 of the podcast, Middle-Aged Wisdom. It's Thanksgiving week here in the U.S. And although we have a lot of international listeners, this episode will still be useful for you. It's uh, all about gratitude, what we give thanks for. And when you say that, oftentimes people will think family, friends, roof over your head, water. And of course, we're thankful for all those things. But this episode is going to go a little bit deeper. We came up with 10 things that we are very thankful for this year, especially, and what we will not take for granted. Yeah, they're going to be 10 things that might be uh, not the obvious ones, right? So we're going to be diving into those here. And uh, what's, what's the first one? First one would be time. In this pandemic, we have been given the gift of time sometimes taken for granted because I know that before I felt like I was on the hamster wheel of life. I think a lot of people that I talked to felt that way. And then we've been given this gift of time with the shutdown. And although it came with its own challenges, of course, job loss and um, schools being out and so many other things, there are also things that were good that came out of it by giving the gift of time. Yeah, it's just been, the pandemic's just been a very non-neutral experience. It's, of mm, course, been bad in a lot of really tangible ways, yeah. but it's not been all bad. And the time thing is one where it's been better. And for me, just the lack of commuting. I don't have to commute to work. I'm working from home these days. So Huge that's, time saver. So that's just at least an hour a day where I'm no longer just sitting behind the wheel of a car. What do you do with that time? Yeah, good question. I, I would say I cook more, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. True. And I... Jog on the treadmill more. You do. Right? So Dave's, Dave's really good about getting up in the morning and doing it. Yeah, and I'm no gourmet, but if you take a half hour for the treadmill and a half hour for cooking, that's kind of a common way that time gets dispersed, gets used that I didn't get to do as easily pre-pandemic. Right. I think, too, the time that we spend on the treadmill, for me, I know it's more just because I feel like, oh, I have that 45 minutes or that 30 minutes or whatever it was when before I would do like a quick 15, 20 minute and be done. Yeah. And, uh, Nance and CC aren't into star Wars. And so that's my, my time when I get to watch my goofy sci-fi stuff, like the Mandalorian that's, that's on the treadmill. That's like my reward. Mine. Is, oh, mine's just Creek. <laughs> <laughs> We're just a little different. <laughs> I think, I think that's like the viral, like sort of, um, binge watching TV series that has won the pandemic has got to be Shit's Creek. I'm so obsessed with it. The other thing in that time section would be um, phone calls and Zoom calls and family game nights and all those things that you can think of that you felt kind of rushed because you were rushing to soccer practice or you were rushing to baseball practice. I know for dance and for Cece's instruments, she would have been in person for those mm -hmm. and those were at home now. So lots of those things that you felt like you were always rushing to, now it hasn't really been an issue lately. Yeah. And I think with the time thing too, it's like we've, we've all kind of been prompted and forced to some extent to rethink what it's worth getting into a car for. And mm -hmm. that's, and that's really bought us all more time. Right. For sure. Okay. Number two, this one is one of those counterintuitive ones. It's adversity. And I know what you'll all say. 
please. Like it's a pandemic and I, and I totally get it. And I'm not saying that I'm thankful again in any way, shape or form. But when you deal with adversity and you deal with hard times, it does make you appreciate the better times. I know that if you go through life and everything is seemingly perfect and you feel like there's never been any hard times at all, you can't really appreciate when something really good happens. So sometimes these awful times, I know for us, when we go on vacation, we are going all out. When this thing is over, we are doing it up. We are going to visit so many people. We are going to travel. We are going to spend so much time with the people that we've been missing and it's going to be glorious. Yeah, because going, going without having that restraint and going without every every now and then, it's actually a healthy thing. It's even healthy for your body. You know, if you've been reading anything about intermittent fasting, mm-hmm. that our bodies are actually made to go without food for a period of time and it actually can be a healthy thing, mm-hmm. getting rid of toxins and things like that and, and allowing you to detox. So it even can relate to food. But so socially, actually having some adversity and depriving yourself of some things can actually be beneficial as long as there's an end at some point. Right, right. right. So wine, let's talk about wine for a second. I love a good glass of red at the end of the night. We went without for a week, a couple, was it last week? That we went for a whole week. And when I had the first glass, I said, oh my gosh, I I feel so light and airy after this glass of wine. My body relied on a little bit of wine at the end of the night. So I need to deprive myself more of that. Yeah, you were like, hello, old friend. <laughs> I've missed you. <laughs> no, no, but, we're not we're not promoting alcohol, but it's usually one glass and it's something that we do at the end of the day. Yeah, but the point is going without for a little right. bit made you appreciate it that much more. It actually tasted that much sweeter. And I know when we see all of our loved ones from out of state that we're going to hug them a little tighter probably than we have in the past because it's been a while. Number three is about money. An interesting thing that we've learned this year and that we're thankful for is the recognition that money only buys you so much. We have noticed that we don't spend nearly as much money as we did prior because we're not eating out as much. Um, We do take out to support the restaurants, but we don't eat out as much, um, which means we are spending less there. We don't shop as much. We do more online ordering than anything else, but it's different experience when you actually go shopping than when you're shopping online. So I feel like we spend overall a lot less, but we've also found out that we don't need as much. We have an interesting take on clothes these days. I don't know about you guys, but right now I am sitting in a flannel shirt and leggings, which is basically my uniform on a weekend. Dave has a pair of basketball shorts on in a thermal. It's it's comfortable. And it's comfortable, right? We have no one to see. But isn't it interesting when you don't go to work and you don't have meetings and you don't want to maybe impress someone? Yeah, yeah. It's like with uh, just fashion as an example, it's so easy to spend less money on it because you don't have to be out sort of, I don't know, trying to impress people with how you look or look presentable to a certain extent. It's really the only thing that matters for the work from home types is the waist up, right? Exactly. Look good on Zoom. Yeah. So so really there's been, there have been luxuries we enjoyed pre-pandemic that have been stripped away and we find that it's kind of refreshing to be spending less money on things we probably really didn't need, quote unquote, anyway. Right. Yeah. And a lot of even big name designers I've noticed when I look online have converted a lot of their pieces to comfortable clothes and they do cost less. So I think everybody's really embracing these moments of comfort and that's the key. Um, You feel your best when you're most comfortable. 
everybody's on the same level. So it's not like you see suits all around and you're in sweats. Everybody's kind of in the same boat. And it's true. We just don't really think too much about fashion these days. Yeah. Okay. On to number four. Number four, we are thankful to have meaningful work. Uh, you know, we're happy to have good good jobs and to be able to earn a living because I know that's not a foregone conclusion for everybody, especially with how the economy's kind of split into two different types of economies this year, really. But uh, not only that we have gainful employment and making a paycheck, but that we find the work that we do meaningful. And that's something I think as we've gotten into middle age that we've definitely found to be a lot more important to us. And so for me, the type of work that I do, I'm an engineer and I work on public works projects, uh, stream restoration, flood control. So really the, the most meaningful thing I get out of that is that when I do a project, when I build a pro help build a project, it's something I can walk around, we can take our daughter to, and it's something beautiful. It makes our community safer and healthier. And I, I'm thankful that I get a lot of meaning out of that. And for me, being a dentist, I feel the same with helping people who need it. My work is very meaningful to me because I can get someone out of pain and I can help someone sleep better and I can help someone be able to chew their food normally. All those things that are so important to life, I get to do every day. And so that's another really meaningful thing that I'm really thankful for. You get to do dentistry. I get to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if I was in your shoes, I would say I get to do that, but you like it. And that's You can get lost in it great. sometimes, though. It's like artwork on really small things. <laughs> You're sculpting people's teeth. Right. Like they're part, part of their face. It is sculpting. I know if I didn't have to talk during it, I can probably fall asleep and just do it. <laughs> it's very, very zen. You'd like fall asleep with the instrument going? Right. I'd just be like, oh, that's so that's a straight line. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, on to number five. We are labeling this one self-determination. It is the feeling that you do not need permission to have approval for someone for pretty much anything. And what a gift that is that we've really realized. We get to start a podcast like this. No one had to grant us permission to do this. Dave wrote a book. No one needed to grant him permission to do that. I opened a business. No one. All of it was what we wanted to do and had the ability to do. And all of you have that same determination that you can start anything you put your mind to. Yeah, like with my book, it's one of those things where I didn't need a gatekeeper of sorts, like a publishing company, to tell me whether they liked it or not. I decided I had an idea that should be shared with the world and it was worth fleshing out into a full-length book. And I decided to do it. And it's partially because I wanted to share it with the world, but also to see if I was see what I was capable of. And yeah, I didn't need anybody's permission to do it. I just I just did it. And like with this podcast, you know, Nan said she wanted to start this and it wasn't like we had to go to some to like Sirius XM radio or like a local radio station to get permission for them to put us on the air. Right. And it's one of those things where you don't there's things you can do or, or opening your business. You don't need somebody's permission. And in fact, you just just do it. If you really want to do it, go and do it. We've talked about that in other podcasts and that's where we're very grateful for the ability to have self-determination and be able to lead our own lives and, and have choices like that. What a cool thing. Number six, we're calling unsung heroes. When I think of heroes, I always think of the military and the first responders, the really obvious ones, the ones that save lives and the ones that are there when we need them. But there's also these other people that allow us to live our lives the way that we're living them, such as 
the grocery workers, the trash people, the people that work at retail stores, all those people, restaurants, that probably don't get a lot of praise all the time, but they are the ones that are keeping all the businesses open that we utilize, especially during these tough times. Yeah, and it's kind of like, you know, with the, the military and the first responders and, and things like that, what they do is very tangible and visible, so it's it's easier to value what's so great about what they do, and they de absolutely deserve our gratitude and and thank and thanks. And but they also are the ones that get movies made about them because it's so exciting what they do. But the sort of people we're talking about are the ones that you're not going to have a movie made about the work that they do. But it doesn't make it any less and like doesn't make it less important. And let's just take our trash truck drivers. They they've been going consistently throughout this entire pandemic. Just imagine how rat infested and disgusting our communities would get with even just one or two missed trash services. I mean, one time we didn't have it picked up for some reason. I don't know if it was a holiday and we didn't put it out or something like that. Yeah. And oh my goodness, was I ever grateful the next time? I was, <laughs> I <laughs> like, was like, should I make them, like, them cookies? <laughs> what should I do? Oh yeah. my goodness, so true. Yeah, yeah, or like the delivery drivers, you know, with all the, the, the pandemic going on, that that is, oh my gosh, thank you, delivery drivers, <laughs> whoever you are, thank you for doing that. Yes. Number seven is all of you guys, our audience. It sounds so mushy <laughs> to say this, but it's so true. When we started this, we were kind of in the doldrums like a lot of people were. We were in a, a bad spot. This all happened. It was very sudden. Businesses were closed. My business was shut down and there was nothing going on. And we, and we started this podcast and somehow we've gained listeners from around the world who have somehow made this world seem so small. And we show so much gratitude to all of you because you've given us so much meaning into what we're saying and what we're sharing. Yeah, we're, we're so grateful for everybody because, you know, we are mentors and teachers at heart. And so it's great to have people on the other end of this that actually show an interest in it and want to learn from the things that we have to share. Prior to starting up this podcast, we kind of poo-pooed things like Instagram or Facebook. But what we're finding is it's such a fascinating way to, at its best, social media is a great way to connect people that otherwise might not ever get exposed to each other in any way. Right. We've had so many connections from the U.S. and from other areas of the world that will send us messages, and they're so meaningful and thoughtful, and it really keeps us going. Yeah, everybody's been so positive, and that's kind of why we started this was because we wanted to push push some positivity into the world in kind of a dark time. Love it. Yeah. Love that. Okay, on to number eight. The The eighth thing we're very thankful for this, this time of year, we're thankful for open-minded people. These are people who don't have a preconceived notion about who you are or what your value is. They, the non-judgers. The non Yes, Nancy, <laughs> the non-judgers, because we all know the closed-minded people who are more judgy, boy, that's that's tough. And I think a big part of uh, open-minded people, a big aspect of open-minded people that I really appreciate are those that are very self-aware, self-aware people, because they tend to have more of an openness that, hey, maybe they could potentially be wrong about some opinion they have. And I find them more likely to check their assumptions about things. And it's just so, there are so many people that get on this set of tracks that leaves the station and they just have so much certainty about everything. 
And just having, getting to be around people who are open-minded and curious is so refreshing because too many of us are closed-minded and so certain about everything. I feel that during the pandemic, I don't know why this would be, but I do feel like people that I've run into tend to be more open-minded, tend to really give you the benefit of the doubt because boy, there were a lot of things going on, lots of really hard decisions. Do I keep my child in school? Do I not keep them in school? Do I do hybrid? Um, I know in our school, we got to make that choice. And if you judge someone, everybody has their own reasons for doing that. And you have to acknowledge that and appreciate whatever they choose to do. Same thing with working from home. A lot of people were given the option to work from home or go into the office and appreciating their decision no matter what it was. Especially during this time, so many tough decisions to be made. And it's important to just recognize that everybody gets the ability and the right to choose the way that works best for them. Number nine is one of my faves. <laughs> and this is our core friends and family where we don't need to be filtered. It's so interesting because you know a lot about me, all you people listening. But of course, I tell you some bad things. I tell you some good things. I tell you some great things. But you don't see the really, really bad times. We happen to have lost a family member from COVID last week. And it was a really hard few days knowing about it and going through it. When you cry and when you're upset and emotional, you want your core group of people to be around you. And that core group of people have seen us in our greatest highs and our biggest lows. They've seen me say stupid things. They've seen me see smart, say smart things. <laughs> They've accepted us no matter what. They love us no matter what. And for that family and group of friends, I am extremely grateful for all of you this Thanksgiving. Yeah, me as well, because, you know, we were dealing with this this tough situation that just came up really sudden. And the people that we reached out to and, and who were so understanding and sympathetic and just wanting to be there and, and listen if that's what we needed. They used a lot of great empathy, you know, from our last episode. Right. There was a lot of emotional empathy going on. Right. And we really appreciate that because, you know, Nance is a dentist. I'm an engineer. And when you're at work and she's the leader, the doctor, the boss, or, or I'm like the owner on a construction project, it's, you know, you have to be very, very cognizant of what you say, how you say it, who you say it to. And, and so the people that you are around for your work, they, there's only so much of you that they get to see. Mm -hmm. And so it's these other groups, these other groups, our core friends and family that we're so grateful for because we can be a lot more unfiltered and Unguard, less guarded about how we're showing up. You can just, hey, here I am. You know who I am. This is me. Right. And so I'm sure a lot of you out there have those people. I think you should give them an extra hug today or whenever you can. No, don't give them a hug. You can't do that. <laughs> There's still a pandemic. Yes. <laughs> you should give if, them an extra, an extra air hug through Zoom. Yeah, um, air high five. Or if they live in your household, then feel free to hug away. <laughs> but if they don't live in your household, then... Probably not good timing for, right. <laughs> for non-social distancing. That is one of my favorites because without that group, I don't know what I would do. All right, number 10. This is our last one. We are thankful for generous people. Generous people, especially those people who are generous or, or show gratitude at times when they don't really have to. It's a time where they maybe do it just for its own sake or maybe go out of their way. One of the things that happens in our office that 
I absolutely love and it makes me smile from ear to ear and we post these things on the refrigerator, but it is a thank you card for someone that we weren't expecting to get a thank you from. So it was someone who just had work done or had a good experience, or maybe we took care of a family member or whatever it was. But when someone sends you a handwritten card, it doesn't even have to be a gift. It is so meaningful. So our plan of action for all of you today is to choose five people. And we want you to write just a really simple note, a little card, send it in the mail, and just say, thank you for being you. Thank you for whatever you do. It can be a postal worker, it can be a grocery store worker, it can be a healthcare worker, it can be a coworker, um, a friend, a family member, whatever it is, thank someone today for just being them. Yeah, the one I thought of that would be interesting is, is if we're at a store at some point, we don't go to stores very often, but have a pre-written thank you card for the, the cashier and just right. hand them a thank you note. Right. Like, it's, the more unexpected they would be to get a thank you note, the better, because then right. it would probably mean more to them. Right, to because they have, never, ever get that. Yeah, to actually have somebody thank them. Those unsung heroes we talked about earlier. So Random Acts of Gratitude, we're calling this for this Thanksgiving, and we hope that you'll follow through, because if we have, um, we have a whole bunch of listeners out there, and if all of you just sent five cards, we are putting a lot of good, positive energy out into the world, and that is what we need right now. So in summary, to all of our American listeners, happy Thanksgiving to you all. And to all our international listeners, uh, you may not have Thanksgiving where you live, but it's always a good time to be thankful.